Tito's and Shiner Gonna be an all-nighter And I just might find her At the Whataburger line Dance halls and women But man, I'm wishing That I was fishing by the river tonight In Texas Cool. Whenever you're ready. And welcome to Tex-ish, the show where we talk about some Texas things and all things Texas at the same time. We are coming at you live from East Austin, the bustling metropolis that is being gentrified as we speak. Can't wait. How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you doing this morning? I'm so good. I'm so excited to have you here in Austin, in Texas. It hasn't been the same without you for years now, and... I still blows my mind that I'm sitting in your room in the same town, just getting to do something we've talked about for a long time. Well, I'm happy to be here. I, I have been away for far too long and it's, uh, it's kind of like coming home to a relative that you haven't seen in a long time and they're taller than you. <laughs> it's exactly like it, that. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's only been six years, but it's changed so much. It's, it is pretty crazy, but yes, So, before we start the show, as always, a shout-out to our not sponsors, Topo Chico. It's like water that you want to tickle your tongue, otherwise known as tickly water. It's about to be summer, so I know that it's going to be hot. You're going to want some nice Topo Chico, some ranch water, put in a little lime, a little bit of tequila, preferably tequila 512, keep it local. Topo Chico, for when you want water, but not exactly. Also, shout-out to our not sponsor, Yeti Coolers. Yeti. For whenever you want to keep ice, ice for more than 24 hours. Why would you want to do that? I don't know. Maybe you're a serial killer. Maybe you're an enterprising young butcher. I'm not sure. Whatever you want to do with your Yeti, completely up to you. Yeti, they don't sponsor us. Yeti, for when you think, huh, I don't need $300. <laughs> Why do they want to keep everything cold so long? What's I, the point? I really, I think the origin story, and of course we'll have to have the founders on the show at some point, is they were fly fishermen or something like that, and they yeah. wanted to keep fish fresh. I really think that was... I mean, I guess that's fair. Like, you're, you're a hunter, a fisher, uh, you're tailgating, and you're out for hours and hours, and no other cooler will do the job. And now our dad has a lot of mugs with his name on it, thanks to Yeti. Dude, I have so many Yeti mugs. And I'll be honest, I really like them, but it's, it's kind of a lot. It's true. You know what? Actually, shout out our other non-sponsor, R3 Horses, for when your name is Robbie Rogers and you're bored. So you buy a lot of horses and ride them. R3 Horses. Need a horse? Can't ride this one. In fairness, he's getting pretty good at it. He won his last two competitions. That's true. And just so anyone listening out there right now needs to know, our, our father, who aren't in heaven, Robbie Rogers... He he's not in heaven. He's in Andrews. He is in Andrews, Texas, which we'll probably talk about. That's if a whole anything, other episode. That's closer to hell, eh, maybe a little bit. It's the armpit of Texas. But he, a few years ago, got back on the horse, literally, literally. and started riding what we call cut horse competitions or cutting horse competitions, and they are. A rodeo event, but they go on in a tent behind the rodeo because... So boring, the rodeo wouldn't have them. So boring that it's free to go to. You can literally walk up and watch it. But our dad loves it, and he does it literally every weekend. And he now 
has his own brand, literal, like on right. the not brand as in well, it is a brand. It is a brand, but, but it's, it's also, also a brand, well, like a hot iron that a you would hot heat iron up brand. and then press onto an unsuspecting animal. And it's R three because he's Robbie Ray Rogers, so but f- so three R's, three R's, not four. and not four, not R cubed. It's R. Is three anything? No cubed. Is that cubed? Yeah. I thought four was cubed. No. Two is squared. Three is. Two is squared. Three is uh, cubed. Four is. I don't know that they have a. I think it's just to the fourth at that point. Oh, well. All right. R cubed. Um, He has these Yeti mugs that he makes with his brand on them. And he has hats too, by the way. But he has Yeti mugs. And I shit you not, at least once a month, a random friend of mine that I just have a conversation with says, dude, I drink my coffee every morning out of your dad's mug. And for the life of me, I don't even know when they get them or how they get them. I swear to God, he's got a mailing list. I really think he does. Because I I mean, I think a friend in Colorado that lives in Colorado a month ago said, yeah, dude, every morning I wake up and I use my R3 mug. And I had to say out loud, when was the last time you saw my dad? Right. But anyway, shout out R3 mugs. Shout out R3 mugs, unofficial sponsor. All right. So let's get to our segments. This day in Texas history, Seth, what happened? Today in Texas history, a lot happened, actually, and I'm, I'm pretty stoked to share it with you guys. The first thing of note that happened on this day in Texas history, which is May 22nd, Turner Hall, uh, the Dallas Symphony Orchestra, played its inaugural concert under the direction of Hans Kreisig. Uh, that was in 1900. Wow. Which is pretty special. Wow. Lots of things going on mm. in 1900 that you could be doing. One of the most popular would have been going to the Dallas Symphony. Going to the Dallas Symphony. And you'll notice the German last name. Yes. And this is pre-World War II, so I so it, I suspect that wouldn't have happened after. <laughs> I don't think so. For a lot of reasons. Um, there's a couple we can choose from here. Let's go with 1953. The U.S. President Eisenhower signed the Tidelands Bill, giving Texas the rights to its offshore oil. And you know we need that oil. Drill, baby, drill. You know what they call oil? Liquid gold. Or Texas liquid money. Tea. Ooh, Texas. Is that really what they call that? Uh, I remember. Do you remember that show, um, The Clampets? Is that what it was called? The the Beverly Hillbillies. I remember it. I never yeah, watched yeah. it. The, the but whole I know thing. It. It, there's like this big intro and they're, you know, the there's the whole song, but they're talking about oil. Uh, black gold, Texas tea. Oh, you know, that, that, okay. That, that would um, make sense. All I remember, as far as an oil reference goes, is that movie, The Rookie, when they're driving into Texas and mm-hmm. the pump jacks are going up and down. And this never made sense to me as a kid, but now it makes sense to me. But the little kid goes, what are those things? And the dad goes, those are pump jacks. And when they're going up and down, times are good. Looks like times are good. Little did they know. Little did they know. I had no idea what that even meant at the time. You learned, though. I did learn. What do you think it, uh, do you think we have, like, a special concept of what it's like to grow up in, like, a boom-bust town? Oh, we definitely have a special concept yeah. of what that's like, which we will definitely have. We're going to have, we're going to have to have. That's a separate, yeah, episode, a separate episode entirely. So I want to go, go on to this particular event, not even because of the event, but because I learned something. Okay. The Lyndon Baines Johnson Library and Museum was dedicated on the campus of the University of Texas at Austin in 1971. And what do you think I learned whenever I read that? I mean, I definitely learned that 
the B doesn't just stand for B. Right. <laughs> I, I think I've gone through uh, 29 years of life thinking that Lyndon B. Johnson, the middle name, was just the letter B. I literally thought this whole time. I, the whole time. I never. Yeah. I mean, because we always say LBJ, but I know that the L is Lyndon and the J is Johnson. But And, and then there's like Lady Bird Johnson. So you you just, there's so many Bs flying around. But Bird was her nickname. So I, I know, never so thought even... that he was Lyndon Bird Johnson. I literally, when you pulled up the Texas History Days earlier and you said, you know, Lyndon Baines Johnson, I thought, wait, wait, that stands for something. Wow. I thought the B just stood for B. Texas public schools, everybody. And then I thought this one was kind of cool. 1991, that's the year I was born. England's Queen Elizabeth II visited Antioch Church in Houston. Okay, this one was funny to me for a couple of reasons. One, I didn't know that Queen Elizabeth went to church in general. I know that they get married in a, in a, Cathedral, right? Right. The royal family, but are they are they um, Christian? Are they Catholic? What are the royal family for starters? I mean, that's actually a really excellent question. I think, if I remember correctly, they are Protestant at this point. Okay, Um, but there there was a big deal at a certain point about one of the kings wanting to get divorced and the Catholic Pope not letting him, so he did it anyway and married somebody else, became a Protestant. I think. Um, again, Texas public schools. So <laughs> also, this is a Texas podcast, right, not this a, is a Texas. This is not. This is not about. Podcast. You know, thank God. Uh, but I think that just based on the whole concept of royals being divine providence, that you would have to be involved in the church in some way. Okay, I would think or it's that all too. a farce. It all seems like a farce, maybe. But the reason that I chuckled at this one is. In College Station, when I went to Texas A&M, Antioch Church, and I'm sure that these are different Antiochs. Antioch was an actual city in Greece that is in Scripture, so it's totally normal and understandable that there's a lot of churches called Antioch. But the Antioch in College Station was that church that when you heard other people say they go there, you immediately stopped wanting to talk to them. I mean, that's most churches, right? Okay, we don't have to get into that right now. But this was the one that even in the (laughs) Christian bubble, so to speak, if someone said, yeah, you know, I go to Antioch, your next thought was, please don't lay hands on me because I don't really want that to happen right now. They were the, we're going to go pray over people Mm -hmm. in the park because that's how the gospel works. And do so, they do like the the speaking in tongues and the do they do the snake stuff? Is they, that, I don't think they do the snake stuff. They do because those guys know how to party. There, I had a friend that was in a small group, and they watched some documentary as a small group that was trying to convince them that they needed to delete all music on their phone that wasn't Christian music. Hmm. So it, it was that kind of church. So okay, the, yeah. the thought in my head of frail Queen Elizabeth going to Antioch Church right. and having a thousand people lay hands on her and just breaking her skeleton in half is really funny to me. <laughs> I mean, and she was already old in 1991. Like, uh, that's. Is you she know, still alive, by the way? Is that the Queen I've, Elizabeth we're always talking about? It, it has to be. Okay. She Man. has to be old. I'm going to I'm going to have to start reading again. I also assume that queens are old always. I mean they have to be, right? You can't be like a young queen. I don't think. I think 
I think even if you're like a 16 year old, as soon as you put that crown on, it ages you, you know, 30, 40 years. But even when you say that, I can't even imagine that a 16 year old would be a queen, even if like if Queen Elizabeth died mm-hmm. and the next one in line for the throne was Princess whatever and mm-hmm. she was 15, I feel like they would say, wait. Let's go get an There's old. There's definitely a lot of rules about this. Let's go get this. an old bride but and the put current, her here. The current queen was a very young queen. Whenever she was crowned, she was in her twenties. I want to say twenties or thirties. Yeah. I feel like this is one of those weird Snapple facts mm. that you can't be a queen unless you're sixty-five. She totally became queen very, very young. That's like the whole. So thing. you're telling me we can have a seven-year-old Netflix show about it, and there can be a twenty-year-old queen? Uh, theoretically, this seems backwards. I don't think that could happen right now, but like just based on the current lineup. That's what I'm choosing to call the royal family is the lineup. Okay. Like Obviously, we need people to team. email us or Dude, give email us more text. <laughs> um, you can call. We'll, we'll talk it out on air and figure we'll, out why we're so stupid. Yeah. But um, uh, I'm we'll, still going to assume that you can't be a queen unless you're 65, though. That's I'm just, sure there are rules about it. And uh, you know what? I think we I think we have to mention this last one uh, just because it's fun. At the Colonial in Fort Worth, Texas, on this day in Texas history, 2003, Three, Annika Sorenstam became the first woman to play in the PGA Tour in 58 years. And she ended the day at one over par. Can we back up really quick? Yeah. Because you said that day in history earlier, but you didn't say the year. I feel like I said the year. You did not. And I thought that it was maybe 19... Oh, you were like 1997. I was thinking pre-2000. 70s. 2003? Yeah, 2003. And I was the first woman to play in the PGA Tour. On the PGA Tour in 58 years. Again, I just find that really fun. I really thought that that was uh, in the year 1967. Right. Anakin Skywalker became the first woman to play golf professionally Mm -hmm. in 58 years, meaning the time before that was 1912. So this is more of a like a POC type question, but it says she played on the PGA Tour. Is there not a... WPGA or are they all the same tour? Here, I think I we're gonna call. So our grandpa actually works. He often, at the Colonial every yeah. year for quite a while. It's been a minute. Yeah, he's he's been doing it for a while. We'll see if he answers. We're we're giving my grandpa a call really quick. Robert Rogers, everybody. I don't know. He actually might be playing golf right now. He actually might be, depending on the weather. I can't believe he still walks all of that. He's what is it? Nine holes every day. He doesn't 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 walk walk anymore. anymore. Oh, ever since the okay. Yeah. Hey, Pa. Oh, Seth and I are just having a really quick conversation. We 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 have a really quick question for you. What's the question? Is there so we just read a fact that Annika Sorenstan is that how you say the name, Seth? Yeah, that's her name. Annika Sorenstam became the first woman to play in the PGA Tour in like 58 years at the Colonial in 2003. Yes. Is that true? Yeah. So a follow-up, follow-up question to that, if you can hear me. Um, follow-up question. Do do the women play on the same tour as the men? Is there a WPGA? Is is like, is that a LPGA. thing? Say again? LPGA. LPGA. So is is the LPGA different than a woman playing on the PGA Tour, or did she play in the Colonial and then they created the LPGA? No, the LPGA, LPGA she had won tons of tournaments on it. She's, they just, oh, uh, okay, she cool. Her game. 
the best. She may be the best lady golfer that's played in the uh, uh, PGA. And she was just invited to play just in the Colonial. It wasn't to play in another tournament. Just just the Colonial. Time. Because they had to keep her out of all other male tournaments, right? Right. You have to. They didn't have to do anything. I mean, they just. <laughs> He wasn't going to want to play against the men on a regular basis because uh, they can't beat men on a regular basis. Because they're smaller and weaker, Because they have weaker arms, right? Well, they're just, you know, they're built different. That's a good way to put it, Paul. How, like, what, in what ways are women built different, Paul? (laughs) (laughs) They don't have the muscles in their arms and legs that men are born with. Men are born with more muscle. Muscle mass depends on the guy, but yeah, it depends on the guy and the girl and some, the girl. That's fair. Some chicks are getting real strong these days, Dude. but yeah, overall, but they're, still not, they're still not built like a man. True. And, you know, there's probably some women that are strong as a lot of men, but that doesn't necessarily transfer to golf. Golf is a men's sport, a men's tour, and a ladies' tour. And Sorenstein just played in the Colonial one time. Uh, she didn't even make the cut. Yeah, she, she was a uh, one she over played part, on right? Thursday and Friday, she didn't make the cut to play on Saturday and Sunday. Oh, was she close at all, or was it was there a pretty big gap between her and the men? Oh, there was a pretty big. Well, there was. She beat some men, I'm sure. I mean, she's a good golfer, and she probably beat some men, but she couldn't have made a living out on the men's tour. But that's why they have two tours. They have a, the a PGA and the LPGA. That makes sense. That makes sense. What are you up to today, Pa? Do what? What are you up to today? What are you doing? Right now, I'm sitting in my chair watching uh, Phil Nicholson lead the uh, uh, golf tournament. What tournament is this weekend? Uh, PGA. Is it any? Is it the PGA Championship or what is it? It's the it's the PGA Championship. Okay. One, one of the four majors. Gotcha, gotcha. That's cool. How old is Phil Nicholson now? He's almost as old as you are, isn't he? <laughs> no, he's 50. Well, you're like 54, right? Uh, do what? Aren't you like 54? Somewhere in there, right? I'm like 80. That's not true. Mm, I don't believe that. You gotta know that. I think, that like I think that's fake news. I like the compliment, but you're <laughs> I mean, I, a bit of a segue question from that. Are you working on your tan for our trip to Kauai? I'm always tan. I mean, parts of always. you are always tan. Yeah, your ankles are pretty white. You need to work on that before we get to the beach. Well, I, I'm not too worried about it, to be honest. I'm probably going to sit on the beach wearing a T-shirt. They get in the water a little bit just to splash around. My days of deep swimming are long gone. Are you going to wear a swimsuit? Because I'm now realizing I don't think I've ever seen you in a swimsuit before. Come on, we've seen Paul in a swimsuit. Did you say yes? Yeah, you've seen a swimsuit before. Yeah. When? I We've had to, like, summer. And it's got it's to have happened. I don't remember it, so it must mean that you're going to have to bust out an old swimsuit so we can relive old memories. I'm going to bust out the old swimsuit. Let's bust it out, man. It's the only swimsuit I've got, and I haven't had it on in several years. Well, you've lost a lot of weight. You sure it's going to fit? Well, I'll try it on before I leave. If it doesn't, I'll go buy a new one. 
Ooh, new swimsuit. Swimsuit shopping. You going to take oh, Nana? You know, I, don't, I don't want to put you guys in shade or anything. But... <laughs> <laughs> are you uh, Are you going to take Nana swimsuit shopping? Uh, Nana has one. I don't have to take her swimsuit shopping. No, for you. But, so, like, for your benefit, so that she can So that she can shopping? watch you try it on. Uh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Or okay, Pa, hear me out. I know that I've only been married for a little over a year, but I'm a I'm a relationship expert at this point. Go buy her a swimsuit, bring it home. No, buy her four swimsuits, and say, "Look at all the things I got you. Give me a fashion show." Isn't that a good idea? Hey, years ago for your Nana's birthday, I carried Richie shopping with me to buy your mother a birthday present. So to buy Nana a birthday present. I was going to buy her shorts and a top. And I bought her shorts and a top, and when we walked in the door, he ran up to his mother and said, I tried to tell him, Mom, I tried to tell him. It's not my fault. And your Nana took one look at him and said, you got to be kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I have no fashion sense. I mean, it I could have told you that. Of, uh, what kind of shorts was it? They were checking shorts, black and white check, and what kind of top? And a yellow tank top. I think that's a cute outfit. <laughs> you should probably stay away from buying your oh, wife clothes I, I then. I back, and I thought, and I thought to myself, you know, Richie, you just hung me out to dry. Even though it wouldn't have made any difference, she would have said the same. I mean, he just ran to the house and said, basically, I'm innocent. I tried to tell him different. <laughs> I mean, did he, he did he hang you out to dry, or did he just soften the blow a little bit? No, he hung me out to dry. <laughs> she was waiting to see it before she ever saw it. But I have no fashion sense. I, I do not buy your Nana anything that she has to wear. <laughs> nothing. Absolutely nothing. Does she and buy you Nana, your clothes? She buys most of my clothes. It's probably fact, best for everybody. The last thing I picked out. Oh, I tell you what, it was like the cost of new drawers. And of new drawers? Underwear. Oh yeah. Ah, what are kind you, of underwear? Are you buying me undies? Fruit of the loom. Fruit of the loom. Fruit of your loom. <laughs> you like the? You doing the boxer briefs? Doing the tidy whities? What do we got going on? Yeah, is it tidy whities? Are they patterned? Do they have like Superman on them? Give us some details. They're, uh, what do you call them, boxer briefs. Okay, and, okay. Uh, they're red, blue, gray, mm. and black. Awesome. Let it hang loose. Variety. I like it. Yeah. Support where you need it. So, uh, they oh, they don't hang loose. But not they too constrictive. Got it, got it. Is Nana listening to this whole conversation? Oh, yeah. I am. <laughs> I miss you guys. Miss you, Nana. Well, we miss you, too. We miss both of you. We're excited to see y'all soon. Well, uh, Hawaii. I know. I mean, are you guys, are you guys excited? Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Can we get tan and make out and stuff? (laughs) I'm not too worried about getting tan, I'll tell you that. (laughs) Well, just make sure you put on sunblock. I, I, I don't burn. 
So I didn't used to burn. I don't assume I burn now. So we'll see. I'm we'll going to wear a T-shirt whenever I'm out. To okay. Beach. It's probably best for everybody. That sounds see fair. My arms and legs are already brown. And my neck and ears. But everything so else is back. white. you got to even that out. Got to get it evened out, Paul. Why do I have to even it out? Because we're going to be in Hawaii where everyone is tan all over. you got to join in. Yeah, man. I'll let y'all join in. All right, fine. We'll join in. Well, we got to get back to this trivia game, so i got to go. Okay, would well, that answer your question? It yes, does. Yes, sir, it does. <laughs> Thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks, Paul. And what did trivia say the answer was? It says that you were correct. It says you are correct. I could have told you that. <laughs> All right, I'll call you Love back, you, Paul. Paul. Love, Love you, Nana. You. Love you, Nana. Love you. Y'all have fun. We, we will. will. <laughs> Bye. Oh, I hope they never hear this episode. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I hope they never listen to anything we ever do. So there you have it. Uh, <laughs> women are not as good at golf. Women are not as good at golf. Why? Because they have weaker arms. They have weaker arms. That's what our pa said, not what we that's said. Not nece- that views of Robert Rogers do not necessarily reflect views of Texas podcasts. At all. Personas at all. Um, but they are fun to listen to. <laughs> they are very fun to listen to. That is actually a great segue into the last This Day in Texas, or the Small City of the Week. Small City of the Week. Yes, yeah, Small right, City of the so Week. So every week we're going to talk about, uh, or at least highlight, a small Texas town Hopefully with populations under 1,000. This week's Texas town is Canipa, Texas, next to Yavaldi, which is near San Antonio. Or Uvalde. Uvalde, if you aren't from there. Yes. Guess what the population is? Uh, I'm going to guess... Hold on, let me give you a hint. Give, give, you a little, give you a little rundown. Okay. So, statistics, so you can guess the population. Okay. Uh, live on air, I'm deciding now this is the game. Okay. It's 5.1 square miles... That's how big it is. And the median income for a family is $31,000. Males have a median income of $20,000 versus $19,000 for females. Is that because they have stronger arms? It's because they have stronger arms. <laughs> That's, I think we discovered uh, today, the key differentiator in the wealth gap. The wealth gap. Or so the, uh, the pay gap, rather. It's The question is, strength. do men need to get weaker to close that gap, or do women need to get stronger? I mean, I I think ideally a little bit of both. Okay. You've heard it here first. We solved it. Or we all get stronger together. Stronger together. That's the resolution. Okay. I'm going to guess 528 people. Oh, so close. Uh, 689. Wow. That's, I think that's big for a small town. That's big for a small town. Like for what we're doing, that's, that's near the edge, right? That's near Um, the edge. I mean, that's like, there's definitely more than one church. Well, that's any town. The town can have two people and there's more than one church. Sure. Definitely more than one church has a gas station and po- and probably not a grocery store, but probably a food mart that's not attached to the gas station. Like that's kind of what we're dealing with. I'm or they thinking. have an Allsips, which True. is both a food mart and a gas station and a burrito place. And a burrito place. I feel like all Texas gas stations are burrito places. Yeah, but Allsips is sort of its own its own thing. Its own thing. Some, at some point, we're going to have to talk about Bucky's. True, but that's our only we're there yet, but that's, yeah, that's its own thing. Okay, are you ready for the Texas Badass of the Week? I am ready for the Texas Badass of the Week. Okay, our Texas... Is it me? It, it could be you. Could be you. But, it, but it's not you. But it's not week. me. Okay, okay. Okay, so our Texas Badass of the Week is former Abilene City Councilman Steve Savage, 
who was hmm. last heard from good name in 2019. <laughs> okay. When reports were surfacing that he bought a missile silo to build a bunker in. And this is the last news report that we have of former city councilman Steve Savage. For Abilene. For Abilene, Texas. He was a city councilman, bought a missile silo, and according to this article... And went missing. Went missing. Did they search his missile silo? I don't think you can get to it. I think that's part of the that's problem. That's part of the thing. Like he, like he buried it? I don't think he's dead. Everyone's assuming that he's just in his bunker. That he's just like That hanging. he was building. But this is what... I just think this is great. As if we needed something else to worry about concerning our city council under fire, there are the mounting absences of Place 6 Councilman Steve Savage. Since November 1st, Savage, who is deputy mayor, has attended one meeting. After missing six meetings total since he was elected, he has missed five meetings the past three months. On Friday, a council workshop, uh, workshop is scheduled. Indications are he won't attend. It doesn't appear Savage will return to his seat, which is... <laughs> <laughs> Three left, according to Mary Anthony, yada, yada. In a Facebook reply to reporter news queries about his absences, Savage wrote, I probably won't be at any more meetings wasting my time. I'm busy at work trying to provide for my family and working on the missile silo in my spare time. We believe Savage, who owns and operates Stinky Steve's Septic Service, is blatantly shirking his duties as an elected official. So let's tie all this in. <laughs> okay. Uh, first of all, wow. Wow. So stinky. <laughs> first off, shout out to Stinky Steve's Septic Services. That's, not sponsor. Uh, no. Not even a fake not sponsor. sponsor. <laughs> I although, don't even know where to although start. Although that does mean he has quick access to backhoes. That's true. Right. Very, <laughs> he's experienced in bearing long cylindrical objects. <laughs> All across Texas. There is just so much to unpack There's so here. much to unpack here. Um, how did he get elected? Because it's Abilene, I guess. Fair. I feel like there was no other option, or he must be really good at right. his job, I guess. But the whole news article was like, we think he's shirking his duties. But does that mean he was fulfilling them before? It wasn't his quote. I won't I, be wasting my time because <laughs> I'm busy working. And then that's when we found out he owns a business called, called Stinky Steve's right. Septic Services. Is that does that make him self-aware or I don't know. I just I'm still okay, so first off, Abilene is a shithole. So sure, it's so good that they have Stinky Steve's septic services right, to begin to clean with. up all the septic. He's probably literally cleaning house as right. we speak. Well, I'm just wondering. Cleaning silo. Was the writing on the walls when they elected him? Was there the, was there dinner conversations right, like, after church like, on was Sundays? Was this guy's platform? I promise to use all of my income as an elected official to buy a missile silo and bury it. Like, was that his platform? Was that or or at the very least, at, you know, Sunday brunch sure. where. Kate and Kim saying, you know, there's that chance that he buys a missile sure. silo and shirks his duties. Let's see what happens. Or he's going to do great. Right. Like, was that the... I, he's either going to be an right. amazing city councilman was, was or he's going to like, buy a missile silo. There were too many uh, insider political Abilene locals d- just dominating the political <laughs> scene. And they were like, oh, look at this guy. He's an outsider. He's a man of the people. Stinky Steve. Stinky, Stinky he's Steve. He's like Steve the plumber, but smellier. Exactly. It's like that step down. <laughs> And I, I just love 
again, there's so much to unpack here. I love the idea that I just read that article. I don't think he's dead. I think no, he I is think, in I think his he, bunker. I think he, much like, much like uh, Brendan Fraser in Blast from the Past, is just hunkered down, waiting, waiting for the nuclear fallout to dissipate. Yeah, and... Uh, I, and then there's this whole other thing that I start thinking, who do you buy a missile silo from? Is that a real estate agent? Is that commercial real estate? Is that a broker? Is that... Is that like an auction house? Like, you know how sometimes police hold those auctions where they've got impounded vehicles and confiscated paraphernalia and they just sell it and this is like a government auction house and he's like, I would like, I bid on the silo. The silo. I'd like the silo, please. And it's like him and some other nut job from... Arkansas just like going back and forth because they just have to have the missile silo they have to have it because they need a bunker I also just love that he doesn't hide it because right full transparency if I bought a missile silo and was sure. building a bunker I wouldn't tell anybody I would not tell anybody and I would have a lot of shame and I would mm-hmm. I would just disappear and you mm-hmm. wouldn't know where I went and you would know we're pretty sure he's somewhere buried in a missile silo because he said i just love that he's own. Yeah, look like, i'm not gonna waste my time because i'm working on my missile silo i, I just love the thought that he said that well, I lo- wondering I love, what everybody else was thinking i love that he said that in an official meeting and that it was taken down as minutes yes. by your uh <laughs> Like, do you get the scene that I'm getting just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just yeah, all these right. crazy um, Abilene so people? Item number two, <laughs> it looks like we've got uh, some booster club issues we have to deal with. Hey, uh, what do you think we should do about that? Uh, sorry, I'm too busy working on my missile silo. Come again? I'm too busy. I, you know about that. I, I feel like you've been shirking your duties lately. I just love the thought that he's not mad. He's that. I love the thought that Stinky Steve is confused about what everyone else is upset about. Because yeah. everyone, the mob in Abilene is, you're right. shirking your duties. And, and he's, he's like, like, what? What? I'm just working on my missile silo. Totally normal stuff, guys. You can buy a missile silo, too. Anybody with black ops level clearance <laughs> and can do that. This is not hard. I just, man, shout out Abilene, Texas. Shout out Stinky Steve's. What year was that? That So that article, again, I had to mm-hmm. follow the rabbit trail. Right, right. I saw the first article. Uh, it was a like list of craziest people sure. of 2020. Excellent. And Steve was, was on there. And it and, was. And it was this crazy dude bought a missile silo and is building a bunker in so, it. Which also, by the way, isn't a missile silo already a bunker? What is there to build? What do you have to add to a missile silo? I'm sure you have to add, like, you know. An air hole. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Like a missile silo, that's kind of nebulous. That could just be like, hey, a missile used to be here, and here's the button that you press. Or it could be like, this is where they lived while they're waiting to press the button or not. That's Meanwhile, that's true. you've got Steve shirking his duties as a councilman, <laughs> watching YouTube videos on how to bury missile silos. Exactly. So, And he's like, look, anybody can do this. Yeah, I was, I was just searching, and I found it, and then I thought, of course... In Abilene, Texas, this is where this happens. Yeah. And yeah, so I followed it and I found the last news article and it reported that no one's heard from Steve because he's been shirking his duties in the missile silo in the missile silo and has not been seen or heard from since. My favorite part is that there's no real follow up. Like, it seems like he disappeared and they were like, "Okay, okay, 
next councilman, I guess. Right. Do they do they have to hold a special election? Like I I'm, I have so many que- I have more questions now than when Obviously we started. Obviously, we need to have whoever replaced <laughs> on the show. Aren't we going to Abilene this week? Next week? We are. Should we look for? Actually, no. I know the guy who took his seat. Okay. Travis Craver of Harlan Simmons University. Okay. We're gonna interview him, we're gonna and to he's try. gonna think that we're gonna talk about the amazing work he's doing oh, yeah. with Abilene, and, really and we're, we're just gonna, gonna hit him about... with these Stinky Steve questions. Oh man! Hey, what happened to Stinky Steve? And where's his missile silo? And where is it? Have you looked into it at all? <laughs> is did everybody just go? Well, I hope he's dead. I mean, here's like, the thing: I, if I had a friend, like a close yeah. friend. Mm-hmm. That said, I bought a missile silo right. and I'm building a bunker in it. I would think, cool. I'm never gonna see you again. Right. I I would think, oh, how are we this close? And and bye. And bye. All, also, like I will never talk to you again. And unfollow. Exactly. So that I is guess, our. I guess all of the paranoid Russian tweets should have been <laughs> a red flag. Probably. Probably. Anyway, so anyway. that so that's our Texas badass. That's of the our week. Texas badass. We're of using the week. badass a little loosely, but I mean, I am. here's the thing with badass, especially in Texas. Sure. I feel like it can go the crazy route, oh, or, or it can the go Davy Crockett route, like yeah. whatever. Like because I mean, Texas is is this weird? You know, is it a Louisiana man? Is it a Florida man? Is sure. it a? It's kind of yeah. We get to go. Is both it ways. Matthew McConaughey? Is it because sure. it's all these categories, right? Because oh, in, in Florida, of course, it would be right. Stinky Steve. Of course, it would be Stinky Steve. Yeah, stinky here Steve we have Stinky Steve missile silo, but we also have you know whoever we have the right. Undertaker who right. also lives here. So right. it's going to go in many directions. I just thought to kick I, things was a fun off. One. I enjoyed this, Stink- and I just knew that you were going to react really well. To oh it. man, that was fantastic. Um, and uh, other news: local Texas business on it. Sold out to corporate this week. They sold to Unilever. Good for Joe Rogan. He needed more money. But also, I hate this move so much. Oh, okay. Uh, unpack that. Why do you hate it? I th- okay, really? Isn't the, I mean, isn't this part of the goal? Like, you build something really amazing, and then you get to choose at, at the right time. I can no longer handle this. Just me. Yes, but I feel and you there, get and you get to and you get to sell it for a, you get to sell the thing you made for a lot of money and that's isn't that like kind of the American dream? Okay, it's the American dream. Yeah, yes, as okay. far as build build the thing, make it big, make a lot, live your dream, right? Sure. So there is the part that I think okay, good for the Onnit founders and the mm-hmm. people who worked on it. But uh-huh. there's a few there's a few petty things okay. stirring about on yeah. my end, and there is a. I think that what made people, not just me, enjoy on it and maybe trust them was this sort of departure from GNC-type supplements and from big corporations making proteins and supplements, and they were more this alternative, clean... Sure, I mean, their marketing was fantastic. Their marketing was fantastic. The way they make their products was very grassroots, very... I don't even know what right word to use, but it was just very like local business in a way. And very like, I can trace what you are doing back to the farm, so to speak. That's well, let me, let me ask you this because it's a company that's based in Austin that, um, I think does all of that better. Uh, though they're not quite as prolific is Epic. Epic bars. Yeah. I actually ran a race at their ranch a few weeks ago, Texas company. They are, you know, locally sourced everything. Um, it's it's all of those things, but they don't get talked about as much as on it. Is that just because they're like an esoteric beef jerky bar, or is it because on it had way better marketing? I think. Well, on that route, I think that 
they make beef jerk. They make beef bars, sure, which tastes like dog food, but they're cool. I love their bars. I, I think I have a thing with beef jerky. Side note: where one time someone burped in my face after eating beef jerky. Oh, yeah. Well, that's. I mean, and so now I can't eat it because I think that's what happens when you eat that. Beef jerky um, burps are the worst. So I think Epic has the same ethos, right? Mm-hmm. Has the we're grassroots, we're local. There's this, it's like a handmade quality product. And I think there's something about us as consumers that trust the company that makes it at least seem like this was made by hand by a small group of people. Mm-hmm. On it had that. Even as they've grown the past few years, there was still this we are making quality products by hand, by. Right, highest quality, highest, highest testing, quality, natural. Highest testing, you know, we natural. Use, we use mushrooms. Exactly. Right. And when they get bought by a company like Unilever, mm-hmm. which is to me big pharma in a way, mm-hmm. I my immediate thought was honestly, well, there there goes that because now the same factory that's making Pantene shampoo is also going to make their whey protein and right. Again, it's petty as hell, but I think there's also some consumer psychology going on there where I think this isn't made by hand anymore. This isn't the product that I've grown to know and love. So I'm going to play devil's advocate for, for just a second. Well, like, I thought you were going to agree with me through this whole conversation. Well, I mean, and yeah, we could just shit on it. We just shit on it. Like, but look, sure. I mean, here's the thing. Honestly, I could take or leave on it. I, I like, you know, I like their ethos. I like their marketing. I like anything of that genre. It's ultimately overpriced. It, it's ultimately an overpriced marketing attempt to to get something that you could get anywhere else, but it feels special. So it's it's like you know the it's like the gentrification of the health industry in some ways, <laughs> and, and it's it's so weird for me to put it that way. So I while I really like on it and I like what they stand for, I like they're, they're in Austin. I even did like um, a senior project on on it mm-hmm. as a company and their marketing, their PR. I got to tour the facilities, which at the time were kind of the first groundbreaking, you know, there's everybody works there has full access to the gym and there's all these supplements that they're trying and it's kind of experimental. And the, the, you know, the Aubrey Marcus is interesting and he's kind of weird and does a podcast and he's, you know, popular and shamanistic and that's kind of cool. So like, I'm, I'm, I'm with you there, but like ultimately like what about like what did you use from on it like so i used i used their whey protein for mm-hmm. i know it looks like i did for sure but i used their whey protein on and off okay and i used their uh, and was it really like when you used other whey protein was it better did you like did it I mean, taste better now, did it see, make now you we're feel back, better we're back at that consumer psychology piece sure. i'm sure i could have gone to gnc and gotten the most basic brand and had the same benefits so to speak mm-hmm. but there was something about the fact that the container said you know grass-fed whey protein and right. i just trusted it just it's on it obviously obviously it's quality it, it's this company that exists on the periphery and is doing things differently is doing things independent of what the industry it's a part of is doing sure that's attractive to me and that that made me feel like 
I guess unique, but also different. Maybe... Did it make you feel different? Like special? No, I'm not a douchebag. I just really. I... Oh, I, I say that because I'm not immune to those things. Like I, yeah, I fully I... realize I could buy like Levi jeans for dirt cheap, <laughs> but I choose to wear Lucky Brand or, or whatever. Yeah. Like I, you know, I buy Red Wing boots where any boot would do. Like I, yeah. I'm not immune to this thing. It wasn't a different thing. I think with supplements, just in general, mm-hmm. and the company itself. I really just went. If I was in taking their sure. product, I thought you bought in. I'm more likely to be, t- this is more likely more healthy for me sure. than the thing I can get at a big box store because it's on it. And I think that's probably a fair assessment. Yeah. And then um, I also use their maces. I use, I did yeah. their mace program. I use their kettlebells. We've used their mm-hmm. steel clubs before. Yeah, man. The way they approached. We used their maces just the other day. Just the other day. I used it this morning and I love it. Mm-hmm. And they created this resurgence of mm-hmm. alternative ways to move your body, to right. work out, to take Making care of your body. Making exercise more like play. Exactly. And Again, there's just something about there's something about that that was organic, that mm-hmm. was attractive, that was this is only possible if you are independent of this other huge industry, which I don't have a problem with the industry itself. It's just more mm-hmm. you, you you don't do this so unless do, you're so you're do on you now feel like their quality I mean obviously the the actual quality of the product is going to suffer. Yes. That's just a fact. No, it is going to suffer. Because they're going to expand it. It's going to get bigger. They're going to pump money into it and they're going to try and Which cut comes costs. back to the same hands that used to make the whey protein sure. are not going to be the hands anymore. So therefore I don't trust it. Okay. I mean, that's totally fair. Do you think that they'll be able to maintain the image? No, I don't. Because, well, I think what's going to happen is... Like, do you... I, I guess my, my more direct question is, do you think the marketing is going to change? For Audit, yes. What mm-hmm. I think is going to happen is... So, Aubrey Marcus bought out Black Swan at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, he sold sold out his shares of Audit and he bought Black Swan. I think that the workout side of on it and on it gym it's is going to become black swan, black swan fitness or whatever. And black swan is going to be a whole different, a whole is going to be what on it was mm. on the functional fitness side. Right. And then they'll probably sell yerba mate. I don't know. Probably. You know, some they'll BS. sell yerba mate and they'll do ayahuasca trips on the side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And they'll provide like MDMA therapy, which, yeah. you know, if you need that, that's great. Dude, go for it. So um, th- the marketing is going to live on, but for that is my opinion. Okay. And then on it, it's just going to get sucked into whatever Unilever right. decides. In reality, it's just going to be it's some just gonna, big yeah. box agency with a big corporation. And they're going to try and push the, you know, we're healthier because we're more organic than the GNC than the, yeah. thing. But you'll be able to find it everywhere. Exactly. Okay. Which... So, like, Alpha Brain is going to be in 7-Eleven. Yeah, and it's going to be... <laughs> <laughs> I just imagined it right next... It's <laughs> right the, next to the rhino. Ba- the like. rhino and the, the stinger pack yeah, of yeah, vitamins of like, that you see. Yeah, that yeah. Once I can I'm, just see, like, a trucker getting gacked on Alpha Brain <laughs> driving across country. I just didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> just the thought. <laughs> just have a big gulp in one oh, hand. Man. Just a bit. <laughs> just shoveling in. Brain. Just shroom tech sport. Dude. Oh, man. <laughs> just a big, disgusting trucker, like, driving across the country, <laughs> listening to Sam Harris trying to solve <laughs> the world's problems. <laughs> Woo! <laughs>
<laughs> and if you're the ad agency out there that's working with Onnit, we just gave you your first name. Oh, there you go. Uh, making truckers healthier one alpha brain dose at a time. That's hilarious. But yes, that's mm-hmm. what's going to happen. And Black Swan is going to be its own thing. The other piece of this that I think in a petty way put me off, and I think this is the... Why I brought this up is maybe the Texan in me that, right. you know, support local mm. is independent Texas. Independent Texas. Bring mm. bring your business and be a business and, right. and be a part of the community. Be yeah. There's something about Texas because of the way that we attract businesses. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of independent businesses yeah. that are able to thrive here. And I think there was something about as a Texan there was something about supporting on it in some way, whether that was using their supplements or using their steel mace mm-hmm. that feels like I'm supporting a Texas business, even though they're, if you saw their marketing and you weren't right, from you Texas, think, you wouldn't think that's Texas, right? But, but knowing they, where it came, came, came knowing from, where it came it, from knowing yeah. that they could have chosen to base that. it in California in right. New York and wherever they wanted, they chose here. Right. There was something about that and the way it was embedded in the, Austin community mm-hmm. that I really liked and I really supported. And so something about them selling out, yeah, which is fine. I don't mean that in a bad way, you know, no, they, Hey, Aubrey Marcus and Joe Rogan and the people who John Wolf that yeah. had a stake in that company worked hard to build a company. I have no problem with them cashing out on that. That's right. fine. They get to do that. They mm-hmm. built the business. Yeah. I didn't. So yeah. They get to do that. It but just it feels me, like a betrayal in some ways. It feels like betrayal, and I do. We're coming back to the Texan in me. I mm-hmm. think does like supporting small businesses, right? Or te- local, businesses. local, or at least Texas. Yeah, or whatever. if it's super small in a startup, fuck off. But you know, a good small business. Sure, <laughs> bleep that out. By the way. Okay. So I immediately switched to Bear Performance Nutrition, based mm-hmm. in Georgetown. Yeah. Even though their CEO. Subs. BPN subs. Even oh, was though, it BPN? Well, I bear performance nutrition, BPN. Oh, I, I've been saying BN this whole time. B, <laughs> BPN. Shouts out are not sponsor. Even though if you... I don't like what the CEO the puts out. Con- I don't like the marketing at yeah, all. Yeah. It's very Brody. what I would expect GNC to put sure. out. But... But it's Texas. It's Texas, um, and they're here, and so... And they seem to care a lot about giving back to Texas and, and growing in the community. They versus, seem to care about being here. Yeah. You know, they don't seem to be planning to go anywhere. I always, and, like, okay, I'm going to go back to whenever I toured on it for the first time. Yeah. I knew that it was built to sell. From yeah. the, just because they had where they did, like, all of their kind of testing, and they had their product shelves bigger by far than any part of on it was their sales floor. Okay. And I just, I could tell like, oh, this is a company that they are going to try and grow as fast as possible. <laughs> and they did. And it, this doesn't take away from the fact that I think it was overall a good company. They, they obviously tested their products more than any other company in their industry did, uh, which is a huge deal. Yeah, I mean, and they, they changed the way that I think... The majority of people view fitness today. And dude, like I think they're they're one of those things that especially around Austin, but in the greater fitness community, people of, you know, my age and your age are looking into natural remedies that, you know, the popularity of like four sigmatic mushrooms and, and things like that. I don't think you get there without on it. No, not at all. I don't think, I don't think on it started it, but I think they popularized yeah, it. Yeah. Well, I don't think that athletes start taking better care of themselves mm. without, sure. without on it. Because again, on that fitness side, yeah. they, 
we were reaching a point of the more weights you lift, the more box jumps you do, the mm-hmm. more, the more, the more, the more, the heavier, the heavier, the heavier. They really did shift it from performance to recovery. Exactly. And I try to live more in the middle of that, but I mean, God knows that I would never do recovery anything if it wasn't for mm-hmm. the way that they sort of expanded the recovery. Industry so do you think itself. your anger may be partially, you know, betrayal on, on that end, but also here's the thing. The anger is cause I'm petty. Yeah. That, well, the whatever. reality is the I mean, anger. Dude, we're, just, we're well, I'm not even angry. Just the, the opinion comes from right. a place of, I'm just a petty person, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair. I, <laughs> I, look, man, I think we're all petty. Just not a lot of people can admit it. I'll admit it. Are you going to continue buying on a products is, is my no, question. That's the thing. Yeah, I immediately, so I immediately, I'm not kidding. I saw the announcement. So zero, no more. No, I mean, here's not I'm, even Mace's not hardware. I'm not going to buy anymore. I'm going to keep using the ones I have Yeah. because no one, that's no one, where they I freaking mean, kick me made. in the butt. But also, like I said, those are going to be, those are going to be black swan maces. Sure. Very quickly in the next three months. Mm-hmm. The, those are black swan kettlebells. Those mm-hmm. are black swan. Do you think Jay Rose will come in and redo the, the athletic program? Or do you think they're going to try and keep John, uh, Josh Wolf, John Wolf? I think they keep John Wolf. John Wolf. I really do because yeah. John was the mastermind behind that the programming program. and everything. Yeah. So I feel pretty sure they'll keep him on. And I have it on pretty good authority that the head yoga instructor with Black Swan mm-hmm. will co-pro. It'll be she will oversee a lot of the recovery, a mm-hmm. lot of the fitness side. And I think John will continue having a place in the more performance side of it. Okay. And they'll work together on that. All right. And yeah, so I'm going to keep using the maces, but again, the petty part of me is like only cause they're black swan maces now, <laughs> which is so stupid, but hey, man, I, whatever we have to do to get ourselves and the other to petty do the part right. is I saw, I saw the announcement and in my head thought now I got to order BPN supplements. That's yeah. really what I thought. I, I ordered flight, the endo pump thing mm-hmm. and their creatine two days after they announced it and immediately started using it. Mm-hmm. So are looking swole, by the way. I, arm, arm looking great. Hey, thank that you. That vein is popping. <laughs> yeah, if you see me getting really getting, big over the next few weeks, BPN subs. And it's only because they're local. <laughs> it's only because they're works. local. It's only because they're independent that they, they don't. Go. They don't work if they're not local. Exactly. So that's I brought it up today because I wanted your take on more just the side of it that is I liked them because they mm-hmm. were local. And is that a Texas? Is that a Texas thing? Is that a you know, Where I, think, that I think that's as much a gunner thing as a Texas thing, but <laughs> that segues a little bit into something I wanted to ask you the toward the end of the podcast. What is a Texan? What is a Texan? What is a Texan? So what does not that mean? a who, it's a what. Yeah, like like who like what makes a Texan a Texan? Is it just living here? I th- I mean living here's an advantage for sure. For sure. And now we're getting back into the pettiness of me because mm-hmm. I feel like being from some of the more blue collar towns and cities makes it easier to just automatically be one. Right. Because, I mean, if you say you're from Dallas, I don't think you're Texan immediately. Okay, that's interesting. Even if, like, uh, let's say... If you say you're from Fort Worth, Texan. Sure, because Cowtown. And again, this you're asking for my opinion. I'm yeah, I, I really am. I don't think we've I don't already think exposed. Right, I'm a very petty I don't think person. There's a right answer to this. Well, um, there's not. So, and I want to hear your take on this when I'm done mm-hmm. doing the stupid diatribe. I guess what makes a person a Texan, I think, mm-hmm. in my opinion, is 
knowing how to have fun outside and that can come in so many forms, whether that's hunting, fishing, mm-hmm. that whole way of being outside, whether that's just playing at Zilker park here in Austin, whether that's going on a hike at enchanted rock or roping steer outside, there's all these different ways in which we can spend time outside here that I feel like are very Texan in some ways. So Knowing how to do that, and I think the type of friendliness that knows how to sort of verbally beat the shit out of each other, but hug each other at the end. Mm-hmm. There's something very Texan about that, because there's always this, you know, Texans are so friendly. Mm-hmm. And that's true. It is true. But I think there's something really gritty and opinionated about being a Texan as well. Right. And it's, there that, has, it's that testing. It's that, like, making sure you can stand up to it. Exactly. There, There's this weird, and then there's this respect for people piece to it as well. Mm-hmm. There's a an automatic respect for people. Right. And that respect can deepen or fade depending on how well you can verbally step in the arena. Right. And, and, and have a conversation and have a debate and have a whatever it is. Being a storyteller, there's there's so many Texans are just bullshitters that like to sit and talk. Yeah, and I don't know any of those. And and working incredibly hard. There's something about this state, no matter no matter what industry you're in, mm-hmm. if you can cut your teeth and if you can put skin in the game and really do an excellent job and work your ass off. To me, there's something very Texan about that. Sure. I work with a lot of people who are not from Texas, mm-hmm. but to me, they're Texan because of the way they work. Sure. And I, I don't know why that is. I think that's just because my view of that is, you know, that's what makes me Texan. Yeah. And yeah, I I feel like most people would say, especially in the world we live in today, like, oh, a conservative. Sure. Like, that's bullshit. Yeah, that's, there's so much more to it than that. There's so, well, it's like, that's not even a part of the equation. No, not really. Like, political affiliation has nothing to do with anything I just said, or really with being a Texan at all. No. Um, Yeah, I think, I, yeah, I get, does that answer the question? I feel like. In a roundabout way, yeah. I'm legitimately just curious. I mean, this is. You know, we're not going to do a lot of like talking about what the podcast is because that's stupid. Yes, and we literally said when we yeah, started did, did doing we this up, do let's that. not do that first episode where we talk about what the f- but but I did want I did want your opinion on like what is a Texan yeah um, because I I think it's important to contextualize a conversation and like how you view it yeah that's true so all all the things I just said mm-hmm. and the willingness to be communal yeah just. If you want to be isolated, go to Montana is really what I just thought. Sure. Because I feel like you could meet a Montanian Mm -hmm. and think, huh, you seem like you could be in Texan. Yeah. In Texas. But I think Texans are very familial and very Texan communal means friend in in, in a way. And the the friendliness thing, I think. I think everything I just said sort of encompasses that. Doesn't Tejas like translate to friend? Theoretically. Sure. I probably. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel I felt like you would at least know that. I here's the thing. I'm trying to do a better job of not saying yes when I really, when don't, you really know. don't know. So I'm saying sure as in you know I what? really do think I that. I applaud you for not uh, pretending like you knew when you didn't. Exactly. Good job. All right. What what does make a Texan a Texan? What makes a Texan? That's the question. Sure. 
I think it's something that's going to change as I get older and, and you know, uh, gain wisdom. But right now, the way I the way I view it is it's not about being born here, moving here, having an accent, because there's so many cultural differences, even between the regions of Texas. For me, being a Texan means being independently spirited and generous of heart. And that's to me, that's a Texan. Can you say it one more time just because I love how you said it? Yeah. For me, being a Texan means being independently spirited and being generous of heart, having that wherewithal and that desire to go out and make something to contribute and having the ability to listen and to, like you said, be communal and to share and to create community. So it's, it's those things living in concert with each other that I think make Texans unique among I don't know, every other state for some reason. It's uh, it's that saying, American by birth, Texan by the grace of God. <laughs> you can all go to hell. I will go to Texas. I will go to Texas. And I, I love that answer. I also hate that you got to say it beautifully because you premeditated on it, but that's a whole other conversation. Well, I did that on purpose. That you you won. Also, I looked it up. That is what Tejas means. Yes! <laughs> Woo! Um, I was right! <laughs> Alexa, I was right! <laughs> <laughs> We're yelling at Seth's wonderful roommate right now. And and I think that's I think part of why I was trying to answer the question the way I was, mm-hmm. like making the distinction making the distinction of it's not because you're born here. No, they, it's they not. You're Texan. And then because again, I I think especially living in Austin, you meet so many people so many who aren't from here, but mm-hmm. they are to me Texan. Texan. And I no one's ever asked me what is a Texan, mm-hmm. but it's funny you ask because now I realize I do have a de- I have a definition uh-huh. of it. I have an idea of what it is and is not. Um, and that's the other thing. I think I have a perception that people who don't live in Texas think Texas is this super white conservative problem state. And sure. I'm, I'm sure some of the news that's coming and, you out. Know, there, there's absolutely some truth to the perception. I, there you know. is. I mean, it's not there unless it's partially true. Right. But I think what gets lost in that perception is the fact that this is a culturally very diverse state. Super diverse state. In so many ways. I mean, go to Houston and you mm-hmm. have not just a huge... You have a huge Nigerian population. Mm-hmm. You, have you have a huge, huge Vietnamese population. Vietnamese, you have a huge Korean population. Mm-hmm. So it makes Houston this really cool, really fun. To this day, best, best Vietnamese food I've ever had was in Houston. Houston. Yeah. I, the best, second best Korean barbecue I've ever had was in Houston. Right. And, and then you go all the way out to El Paso and you have very native Mexican, mm-hmm. true authentic Mexican culture right. and some of the best tacos, some of the best dances, some mm-hmm. of the best... It's not just this whitewash state. There's definitely those spots and there's those pockets, but yeah, it's just a really diverse state. It's a really diverse state. So we'll talk about diversity sometimes. Anyway, all right. All right. So, so did you, uh, did, did you I see him? him? Did I see him? Did you oh, see him I this week? Him. All right, saw, what'd you see him? I saw him. I was going down West 6th. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I see him all the time. All the time. All the time. We all do. We all do. Yeah. And if you see him, let us know. Because we want to hear about when you see him. And so I'm driving down 6th, going home from work, and I'm passing the Woodrow's on West 6th by the Whole Foods. Mm -hmm. And I see him on a bicycle. And so I think I've I've got to watch this. 
So I roll down my window, and right when he's by Little Woodrow's, a group sees him. Mm-hmm. That's at, in the outside bar right there. And they start yelling, fuck you, Lance. Fuck you, Lance. And they're flipping him off. They're just giving him hell. And it's Lance Armstrong, by the way, who they see. And I'm thinking, dude, Lance is not the guy you want to say F you to. He's not the guy that you want to yell at, especially if he's on a bike. He's already revved up. So just testosterone's flying everywhere. I'm thinking I'm about to see Lance punch somebody in the face. Wouldn't Which be the I first time. Would be the first time I saw that, but I'm also thinking if ever there was a situation where Lance Armstrong publicly punches someone in the face, this is it. It's the guy yelling F you in his face at right. this bar. He dismounts his bike. I'm You're like getting the phone I, out. You're like, well, right, I would what's get the phone happen? out, but I'm so petrified in awe because right. I, I think I'm about to see, I'm about to see Lance, Lance Armstrong, Armstrong kill somebody. Kill somebody with one punch. Mm-hmm. They're yelling in his face. He walks up, and he, he waves over the waitress, mm-hmm. and he orders a beer. She brings, she brings in the beer pretty quick. Mm-hmm. It's a really long red light, by the way. <laughs> it's, it's blinking red. It's, it's actually It's blinking broken. red. It's a four-way stop. Right. I'm watching, and I think, okay, so he's going to smash this beer bottle over oh, yeah. this guy's head and then punch him in the face because it's Lance Armstrong. Because there's only one way this can end. And she brings in the beer, and he asks for their check and his check. Gives her the credit card, says all everything they just ordered, and let's throw in an extra hundred for what else they're going to order. I'm going to pay for it right now on one condition. You tell that guy to fuck off. And he pays for it and gets on his bike and rides away. Lance Armstrong sighting of the week, everybody. And I just love that we see maturity in Lance. Mm-hmm. Not by the fact that he didn't punch this guy in the face, but by the fact that he asked somebody else to send the message. Right. Because old Lance... Old Lance kills him. Yeah. Middle Lance, like post-Oprah Lance... Right, post-Oprah Lance. Punches him. Mm-hmm. Lance doing triathlons and doing well... At least returns the the right. FUs. He makes it. He makes it clever. He's not. He's not and interested. He's not time, interested in physically harming you. He he just wants to emasculate you in whatever way possible. And that I mean, in a weird way, I almost wish I knew what it was like to be insulted that much. Because there's some huge insult in the fact that he in he he regarded the fact that he was being just berated by this guy. By also disregarding him completely. Because mm-hmm. yep. I want to point out, the whole time, he didn't look at the dude or the table. He just yep. walked right up to him, ordered the beer, told In- the lady, I'm paying for everything. Right. Also tell him... Your hearing's really good lately. <laughs> dude, I was... Right? <laughs> again, it was a really long, <laughs> red, long light. red light. And the, just, I love the savagery and I'm paying for this meal. Also, will you tell him for me to... To F off. Yeah. Just, you know, he can't, he'll never get to the point where never, he says, he, he'll never be able to ignore it. He'll never be able to pass up the opportunity to just shit on somebody. And that's why we love him. And that's why we love him. So that's the Lance sighting of the week. If you see Lance Armstrong around Austin, Texas, phone it in, email us. We'll have the email in the description, Lance sightings at gmail.com. If you have any hate mail, if we need to be fact checked, send it to hate mail at hatemail.texas at gmail.com. 
We'll definitely publicly apologize if we need to for anything that was said. Mm-hmm. And if you liked having Grandpa on the show, we'll be sure to phone him in. That was a good segment. That and was uh, yeah, again, shout out to our not sponsors, Topo Chico, Topo Chico Tickly Yeti Water, Coolers. Yeti Coolers, and our three brands. All right, everybody. All right. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Yeehaw.